the 2022 midterm elections were nothing short of unique. So let's look at the facts. This midterm season marked the second highest youth voter turnout in the last three decades, with 27% of young voters casting their votes overall, compared to the 1990s average of around 20%. This 2022 amount also rose to a 31% turnout in battleground states like Florida, Georgia, and Nevada. The next thing I want to look at before we fully get started with this episode are some opinions about this midterm season. Bruce Cade, a professor of political science at the Stanford University, states that the 2022 election is unique to others because normally the first midterm of a presidency is all about the incumbent president. And while it was indeed about Biden, it was also about Trump. Didi Kubo, a senior research scholar at the Freeman Spolgi School of International Studies, thinks this is because President Trump is considering running for re-election in 2024. So it's not surprising that a lot of attention was devoted to MAGA candidates in these elections. We'll discuss these specific candidates later on in this episode. The God-given promise that all are equal. A date which will live in infamy. Does I have a dream? It is a culture of lack of impunity. Together we will determine the course of America. Hi, I am Ashley Crosby and I am a politically minded gal who believes that words matter. And none matter more than those spoken or used by the individuals we elect to a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. So, in this podcast, I strive to take an unbiased approach to examine the meaning of the words used by modern-day and historical political influencers. So when it is our turn to vote, to govern, and to lead, we are better educated and informed than the generations before us who have left us with a mess. Subscribe and join me on this journey to better understand the impact the words of our leaders have on our future and what we can do about it. In this episode, I will review what we know about key stories and results from this midterm cycle, including the first Gen Z member of Congress, how two re-elected governors may face each other in the 2024 presidential election, ending with updates on the Georgia and Nevada Senate races. First, we hear from NPR that Democrat Maxwell Frost has won in Florida's 10th congressional district making him the first member of Generation Z elected to serve in the U.S. Congress, beating the Republican candidate by 19 percentage points in this consistently Democratic city of Orlando. Let's hear his speech after winning. And at the end of the day, it's about loving the oppressed more than you hate the oppressor. And that's the message for tonight. That is the message for tonight. Love above all else. No matter who you are. And if you know our campaign, you know this. It's because it's about the fight for everything. Everyone. Everything. Everyone. Everything. Everyone. That is what this is about. So whether you're a Democrat, Republican, left or right, it is the people versus the problem. Know that your congressman loves you and will fight day in and day out, even if you didn't vote for me, even if you disagree with me, because this is more than just red or blue. This is about humanity. This is about my success being your success, your success being my success. I'm honored to be the congressman-elect for Florida's district.
In this section of a speech by the 25-year-old college student and congressman-elect Maxwell Frost describes the values he focused on during his campaign and will continue to make an important part of his time as a representative. He emphasizes love above all else to show how he plans to take charge in protecting health care rights, representing diversity in race and age in our government and defend against gun violence in schools, which he has heavily advocated for during his time as the National Organizing Director for March for Our Life. He also identifies that these political issues are not about Republicans versus Democrats, because they affect people around the country, regardless of political affiliation. If you want to hear the rest of his overall seven-minute speech, visit the link in the description area of this episode. Moving on to the second thing we know. Governor Ron DeSantis has been re-elected to lead the state of Florida. The Republican politician beat his Democratic opponent, Charlie Crist, with 59.4% vote. When this happy politician was giving his speech for being re-elected, his supporters were chanting two more years. Which is a little odd because governors have four-year terms. Now, the reason that the crowd was chanting for two more years is because DeSantis is expected to be on the Republican ticket for the 2024 presidential election. While this has not been completely confirmed, when his opponent, Chris, asked him at their debate if he plans to serve the full four-year term as a re-elected governor, DeSantis did not respond. Now, I recognize that the governor running for president has not been confirmed, but let's be real. With DeSantis' popularity among the Republican Party and him receiving threats from former President Trump to release not very flattering information if he appeared on the ticket, we can assume that he might be getting serious about running for the presidency. Here's a clip of DeSantis' speech after winning the re-election. I believe the survival of the American experiment requires a revival of true American principles. Florida has proved that it can be done. We offer, we offer a ray of hope that better days still lie ahead. I am proud of our achievements in this state. I am honored by your support, and I look forward to the road ahead. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race in this first term, and I have kept the faith. We've accomplished more than anybody thought possible four years ago, but we've got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Thank you for a historic landslide victory. In this segment, the governor tells us how he will continue his accomplishments on the road ahead in Florida. But his word choice of how Florida has proved to be successful in the revival of true American principles, which he states is required for the survival of American experiment, could mean much more. Could DeSantis using the selective language hint that he wants to apply his policies in Florida to all of America using the presidency? This question ties into the next thing we know. Greg Abbott has secured his third term as Texas's governor. The re-election of this Republican politician is related to DeSantis because, according to Vox, Abbott and DeSantis are two leading lawmakers who have previously hinted at their 2024 ambitions or been named as top contenders of running for president in 2024. 
While Abbott's aides have denied speculation that he will run for, the, for president, it is still very possible, considering his continued popularity in Texas and voters around the country. Here's also what we know. Former President Donald Trump has made his ambitions clear to run for president again in 2024. Through his warnings against DeSantis running, which I mentioned earlier, could this announcement be an official confirmation of Trump running in the 2024 presidential election? We'll discuss this announcement in the next episode. Here's the last thing we know concerning the 2022 midterm result. The results of the Nevada Senate race were just confirmed, and Democrat Catherine Cortez Masto won the election by less than one percentage point in the swing state. This means that Democrats now have majority and control of the Senate, regardless of the outcome of the Georgia runoff election happening on December 6th. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Make sure to tune into my next episode where we will discuss the impact of Trump's announcement and more information about the Georgia runoff election. <music>